You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your co-hosts, or I am one of your hosts, I should say, Joe Mays, and here with me is not only my co-host, but also a few friends of the program. We pull up the, uh, the shot to get everyone in here, or hopefully get everyone in here. All right, here we go. Joining me this evening is Justin Raffoff, hey. Jeff Reinhardt, and Mike Drago. All right, guys. Week 10 is upon us. Can you believe that we've gotten no. here already? No. Jeff, I always feel like I'm always waiting for you to start your football previews. Oh. I think it comes around and you start talking about it already, teasing it in like May. You're like, <laughs> you know what time? It's getting close. And I'm just like, all right, when's this coming? When's this happening? Um, but yeah, it's great to have you guys back here. We did this a year ago. It was a little later last year. Um but unfortunately, that weird bye week that 6A has in District 3, I will be out of town at a wedding out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure you guys got to come on the show this year that we got to talk about L.L. Burke's football. And what better way to do it in Week 10 when our Bulldogs are setting to host Manheim Township undefeated Blue Streaks coming to Gursky. We definitely want to talk to you gentlemen about that mm-hmm. matchup this week. But that's not the only big Week 10 matchup. Uh, the L.L. Burke schedule makers uh, have outdone themselves. I don't know how deliberate it was in a few of the sections, but the way, things have, the way things have planned out this, played out this year, it looks fantastic. So uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having us. All right, Justin. Wilson McCaskey up first. We'll, we'll get your guys' take on, on uh, the Bulldogs and McCaskey and what was thrown at it. But Justin and I will run through quickly, recap what happened for Wilson's 600th victory in program history. I think you uh, just buried the lead there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Huge milestone. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. It's uh, been at the top of everyone's head probably for about a year when Wilson finished last season with 593. People were hoping to get there in the 2023 season. And... Uh, you know, the way it worked out, it happened against the team that 500 happened against in the same location oh, wow. nearly 10 years later. It was end of September 2013. Wilson went to McCaskey to win number 500. And here we are just 10 years and a, a few weeks later. And Wilson gets 600. Uh, we did get to talk to Coach Doms after the win against McCaskey on Friday. So we will have a quick uh, three minute or so interview with him to play shortly. Um, but Justin, uh, the Bulldogs got it done at McCaskey, uh, winning 47-20. to 20. What were your takeaways from the game? Um, given the conditions and everything kind of like going into the game, um, I, I, thought, I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, they did fine uh, with like ball security. I know there was a, a turnover on, on special teams, but in reality, um, that was a fair catch. Uh, that that wasn't yeah. called a fair catch. But, oh, we're going there right away. Huh? Uh, well, I mean, well, just kind of found myself. But like to protect the ball in those conditions, I thought was was key with something that we've seen they haven't always done. They've 
been better at it the second half of the year. Um, but we had some issues in a few games there in the middle with that, certainly. Um, but I, I thought they did some good things. They were able to get uh, Carell going, um, you know, feeding him the ball. And again, in, in those conditions and stuff like that, that was big. They got uh, made some big defensive plays and uh, did what they needed to do. Got that, got to that mercy rule, got the clock running and uh, got some of the young guys valuable experience while getting some of the guys that are starting those Friday nights off on the side. It, I, I know it was, it wasn't like, flawless by any stretch but they did exactly what they needed to do and i was i was pleased with that get it get it done move on and uh because you're gonna need to put it all together this week yeah they started a little bit slow but the elements i think played into a little bit of that until they could figure out what was and wasn't working uh with uh, ball handling uh blocking wise of course wilson's only game on grass so far this year uh happened there and and you know, the grass looked very long. It was something that was pointed out to me by a lot of people. Very long grass. So it was interesting. Um, but yeah, got got the, uh, took care of business. Really, uh, like Justin already mentioned, the uh, the first touchdown was scored after a non-call on a fair catch situation. Coach Doms was not happy about the way it played out. They scored on a short field then. And then McCaskey only scored then in the second half against the JV and backups. So Wilson did what they needed to do. Uh, like Justin mentioned, it was a great night from uh, Tommy Hunsaker and Carell Akings, especially. He had a big game. Uh, Akings rushed 15 times for 113 yards and two touchdowns. Tommy was 11 of 16 for 173 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, the year that Tommy's been having has been phenomenal. He sits at 1,950 five yards and 20 touchdowns passing uh he is working his way up the wilson uh stats book and with a a game a nice game against township or once we get into playoffs he should be you know tying second third place in terms of yardage and touchdowns for a single season uh so pretty fantastic year that tommy's been having but uh jeff mike what did you see or what can you tell us about uh uh, whatever you want to talk about, McCaskey Wilson, right here. Uh, your your, uh, your two cents on, on the matchup. I know you guys weren't there to see it, but um, your takeaways from the game that you may have seen uh, from your reporters. Well, I, I think it's great to have a bye week before your your big game, and uh, I'm sure uh, Doug treated it like that. You know, he got the starters out. I'm, I'm assuming as quickly as possible. He, keep he them, did yes. keep them well rested. This time of year, everybody's starting to get beaten up. We've seen a lot of the top running backs sitting out. Jeff yes. mentioned Jake uh, Williams from Elko sat out. Twin Valley hasn't used his top two guys very much at all the last two weeks. You know, the running backs you're taking twenty. 30 hits a game, even when you're not carrying the ball, you're blocking. Hopefully you're carrying out a block. So you're, you're getting a lot of contact and those guys are starting to get worn down. So I, I would think that the Bulldogs should be uh, pretty fresh and, you know, they're, they're playing their, their best football of the year, you know, uh, to uh, uh, the way that the schedule worked out. And I'm sure Doug realized this early, you know, it didn't start out well, but he knew he had two months to get ready for Township, which was, was going to be the best team on his schedule. And um, they have gradually gotten better, worked things out. Uh, defense has gotten a little better. The, the passing game is really incredible, the, the growth that Tommy's had. And, he, and he's got a really good set of receivers, a very good set, maybe one of the top two or three sets of receivers. You know, Wilson's had back uh, since uh, they had those four college guys uh, a few years ago. Um 
uh, give me some names. No, you're talking back in 2016. Yes. With, okay. That you, group. Yeah, you're talking about Mason McElroy, right. Fode Jallo, Brian Wright. Yeah. Yeah, the, that that group. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, 2016. They're never going to top that group. That was a pretty phenomenal yeah, and group. Well, yeah. Alex Twyford well, was at tight end as well. And so. Weller was in that group too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, yes, well, right. I mean, you know, that was a, a big time group. I think they all played in college. They did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some uh, are still playing in college, yeah. believe it or not, because of the, the COVID year and things right. like that. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, transitional periods. Justin Weller just finished. He was five years at Penn State, then one year at Long Island. Right. Uh, oh, Fode wow. is still playing. Uh, I forget the name of the school he's at right so, now. Il- somewhere in Illinois? Somewhere. I thought he went out, out yeah, in the it's, Midwest somewhere. It's a directional school in Illinois. No, the, he was there. He's, oh, okay. the, he's at the next, nest, next destination, and I cannot remember off the top of my head where he's at. But Mason McElroy just wrapped it up last year. Right. Um, what was it, last year or two years ago? Uh, now in my years. I think he was two years ago. Two years ago, ago yeah. yeah. I went to I went to see uh, Mason and Isaiah Gilmore yeah. uh, play in a deluge. Uh, <laughs> it was awful for my camera, uh, but it was great to see them play. But that was a fantastic group in, in 2016. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Tommy certainly has a lot of weapons to yep. throw to this year. And he's taking advantage of it. He's having a phenomenal year. And you talked about it, and we've mentioned on the show multiple times, that you could see a click in Harrisburg last year. Which spoiler when we get to power ratings, you might want to watch the Cougars again, Wilson fans. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Jeff, did did you get to see Wilson this year yet? Have I you have seen not them play? Seen the Bulldogs yet? Here's a question for you because you see him every week, obviously. So Aikings had 113 against McCaskey. Yes. Is he the is he the first Wilson kid not named Hunsicker to rush for 100 yards in a game this year? In yeah. Weeks. Yeah, and he's done it yeah. a couple times. He, this oh, is at least his second, second time, time rushing right. for over a hundred. So okay. he he's the guy. He he's the guy they go to when it's not Tommy mm-hmm. um, pulling it down from his quarterback spot. Carell has uh, had a fantastic. He's already been our player of the game once for. Uh, do you remember what game that was, Justin? Nope. It was a few weeks ago. Cedarcrest. Uh, I know he was had a big he had a big play there. I have it up on the website, yeah. but uh, he he had a fantastic. I think you might be right because yeah. he did he did that might not have been his hundred yard rush. Oh, you know week. it was, but he had two touchdowns he that had, game. He had, yeah. he he did it in the rush running and passing yeah. game. Right. So Tommy and him were were connecting as well. But Jeff, look at Tommy's uh, rushing stats and take away the sacks because he's got about right. three hundred yeah. yards in yeah. sacks. And without that, oh. I think he would be close to a thousand yards. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, Joe? so Tommy Tommy would be at 601. Okay, without 60, the sacks? Without the sacks, wow. yes. Yeah, he's been uh, really good. He has eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, Carell has uh, net 444 and six rushing touchdowns. So, and, and that's with very few called running plays for the quarterback. Uh, they don't, yeah, they a just lot don't of that do is that. improvisation mm-hmm. on his end to extend plays. Yeah. Nothing showed that more than uh, week two against Central Dolphin, where he launched, ended up launching a pass down the field to Jackson Wagner. That was one of the craziest plays. Ridiculous High play. school plays Ridiculous I've, I've play. seen. I mean, that's play of the year still, do you think? For, for us, I would have yeah, to say for so. Yeah, um, probably. It, it was a uh, in terms of wow factor. Mm-hmm. Maybe not situationally, but in terms of wow factor. Uh, you know, it was earlier in the game, so it doesn't have that. That was Cheltenham, right? No, that was Central Dolphin. Oh, that was such, yeah, Central yeah. Dolphin yeah. early too. Yeah. I think that's what tied the game seven seven. I think it I think. did. Yeah. 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 I wonder. Just thinking out loud. I know Cam had nine ninety nine last year, <laughs> yeah. and then he got the COVID year, which it, it is what it is. When's the last time Wilson didn't have a thousand yard back? <sighs> so didn't did not didn't did not have a you know be, being back. before last year and not counting the COVID year. Yeah. Wow. I mean, twenty eighteen Elijah had a fantastic year. Uh, Seventeen and sixteen were Iggy. He both went yeah. over. 
Dantzler was 15. Now he missed a lot of games that mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, I don't. I would have to check back. But still, at, at that. it's almost unheard of. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good point. Uh, yeah, it was really, really deflating walking off the field and, at Harrisburg last year. One losing that sucks, but then seeing that Cam had lost <laughs> like that one yard that he didn't get a thousand yards. So. And Cam didn't move running back to what week three or four. Yeah, he he, yeah. he didn't play it. In week one, for sure. I mm-hmm. think he moved there in week two against Central Dolphin. A little bit so, because because um, Cleveland, Cleveland got, got injured against in week Roman one, Cavett. so right. he got some. But he still was kind of back there by necessity, mm-hmm. not by like design necessarily. Right. Yeah. Uh, for another couple of weeks, what it seems like. Uh, what was the post game celebration like at McCaskey the other night? Was there balloons and cake? Or you, no, you actually talk about me bearing the lead <laughs> until yeah. the very end of the post game. Uh, Right when Coach Doms had finished, you know, talking about the way the game went, talking about this week upcoming, then he talks about, you know, kind of like what we call here the housekeeping stuff about seeing the trainers and Little League flag football and stuff like that. And right when he was about to finish, Jack Dendle yelled, 600, baby. And that's when he addressed it. Addressed it. That was it. That was it. You know, that was no it. signs, no. No, been no, there, there was, been there, done that. Yeah, there was, we, we talked to Coach Dons about it. We'll play it here in a few minutes. We, we talked to him briefly about it. Um, you know, it was there was a lot of excitement from it from a variety of people in the in the community, you know, and alumni and things like that. But, you know, you know, Doug's not big for milestones and things like that. Not a lot happening. So I try to do my part to let people know so that it's not lost. Mm-hmm. But um, no, the impressive thing about that is you mentioned 500 came 10 seasons ago. So they're, you know, averaging 10 wins a year, yeah. even in the playoff era. That's, well, that's impressive. When I said that to Justin, when we were talking about it leading up to this year, we're like, man, it's going to be ex- basically exactly 10 years, really close to just a few weeks off, two or three weeks mm-hmm. off to get to 600 and he said yeah and there's a covid year where you didn't get to play a full play. slate of 10 yeah. plus yeah. with playoffs with the way that went down so there's a chance it would have been in less than a decade uh, if things had uh, played out properly with that that season if we had gotten to play a full slate of games and, and be in the playoffs so yeah well we talked a little bit about the housekeeping there let's quick thanks our sponsors here on the bulldog hour uh bill mays my dad at mays sandwich shop and white star tours the presenting sponsors for season nine of the bulldog hour we thank them very much for their contributions this year. In addition to May Sandwich Shop and White Star Tours, we want to thank Mike Drago, MikeDragoSports.com, the Hop family, Andy Herr, who we got to uh, have a post-game discussion, a meal with, uh, Friday night down in Lancaster. We always appreciate Andy stopping by. And, of course, our five anonymous donors. You can help us here at the Bulldog Hour via sponsorships, advertising those in-kind donations are always greatly appreciated. Make sure you check out the website, bulldoghour.com. And of course, Justin's favorite. Yeah. Always make sure to like and share. Uh, You know, we had, despite the rain, obviously keeping some people away on, on Friday night, I had a number of people come up to us and, and, and uh, mention the show and talk about the show to us. Um, And people, we, don't know no, like sometimes yeah. it's people like i know but like i didn't know these people so mm-hmm. that was kind of cool yeah. it may have had something to do with the fact that at least before the game we were standing in an area that was undercover and uh other and, people were and in the crowd yeah. right we're we're anxious to also be undercover so uh but yeah i'll take it like and share yeah and uh subscribe to the youtube page wilson bulldogs football not just for the podcast but for a variety of things that i throw up there and also on the podcast feeds wherever you listen to this show if you don't watch it live please do uh subscribe and rate and review if that's something you'd like to do we'd greatly appreciate it justin and i will be back 
in one week, Sunday, October 29th, to recap the game against Mannheim Township and talk about the District 3 6A playoffs. And Justin, it's crunch time on our schedule here. Yeah. Last one, October 27th, this Friday, Mannheim Township Senior Night, green out for mental health awareness. It's going to be a big one. Streaks coming in as a prohibitive favorite as they have just been demolishing everything in their way. Good word. So I, I don't really know. We're going to get into it here with Mike and Jeff all about the blue streaks, but we do want to finish up our discussion about McCaskey. And we do want to name our player of the game. And uh, Justin, I called an audible at the last second. All right, all um, right. Just going over statistics, we had talked about it. Uh, we had gone with Tommy two or three weeks in a row. And honestly, Tommy could be the player of the game this week as well. Uh, and Coral Aikings, fantastic game. Uh, he's really stepped up. Uh, in a big way, and just a sophomore, bigger things ahead for him. He had a, a phenomenal game as well. Uh, but I thought we'd go a little bit different before. We usually do this once a year, and we want to highlight the big guys up front. Specifically this week, we wanted to spotlight senior offensive line, defensive lineman Jack Dendel and Logan Kurzweg. They helped pave the way for 168 yards rushing and two touchdowns by Akings, Hunziker, and Wagner. And also combined for nine and a half tackles, three of them for loss on defense. So congratulations to Jack Dendel and Logan Kurzweg, the Bulldog Hour player of the games for the win against McCaskey and the 600th in program history. And they were all over the place on, on Friday night um, while, they, they, while they were in Only in a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was only in a half of the game, yeah. So And I didn't include any of the second half rushing. That's all done by the, uh, the guys in the first half. So looking back over it, uh, checking out the statistics, watching some of the huddle highlights, I thought it was uh, prudent that we recognized Jack and Logan for uh, their efforts this year. They looked really good against McCaskey. Joe, I, I have a question for you as the unofficial or maybe the official uh, historian of the Wilson Bulldogs. <laughs> so 600 victories. Uh, can you name them? <laughs> um, honestly, I'd probably get a lot closer than people think I should be able it's to. It's scary. I, th yeah. I would worry about that. Um, I, I, I can go back... Pretty far. Uh, I would say, honestly, from 1989 on, uh, if Whoa. you gave me enough time, I could probably write down a lot of them. Not all of them, especially those in the, uh, you know, 89 to the mid-90s. Like, that's when I was a kid and watching the Bulldogs play. So a lot of those are ingrained in me. But as I've been doing research for the history and heritage portion of the BulldogHour.com, a lot of that has been you know, stored away somewhere in this brain of mine. Uh, well, I'll, I'll make it an easier question. Of the 600... Who have they beaten the most times? I don't know this. I didn't look it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say it has to be. I would think it's Mifflin, I, I would think. It, well, mm -hmm. you know, they're only at 30-some, right? High 30s against Mifflin? Well, Mifflin, See, I, I, Mifflin I, didn't come into so. existence till late 50s, you know, it used to be Shillington, yeah. mid 50s. Right. Well, see, I include. Yeah. I, I when I talk about Mifflin uh, Wilson rivalry, I always have those Shillington. You include years that. In there. Mm -hmm. um, if you take them away, I think Wilson's at 38 or 39. Right. So I know that's not the most because they've now beaten McCaskey. I think 48 times. Uh, uh, McCaskey was going to so be my I guess. So I think McCaskey might get it. I, yeah. I don't. I, for some reason, I don't have a stats book down here. I have them uh, at the sandwich shop. That's where I pick them up, and then they just end up getting thrown down there at my desk there so i need to look that up to see i i do want to guess mccaskey i feel like hempfield's probably up there too but hempfield's been more of a thorn in wilson's side than mccaskey has been i know both those teams have had their their years or decades and the rivalry against wilson in the 80s and 90s between those two programs was pretty 
pretty fierce, but I think McCaskey might be the team that we've beaten the most. And Mifflin's going to be up there mm-hmm. too because we're approaching approaching 40 wins against them. You know, we've got what early, early 30s against Penn Manor <laughs> as well. No uh, losses. No losses. I, I enjoy the obscure games, <laughs> that, like like the like the non-league. Like, like, remember that one year when we played. Northwest Lehigh, yeah. like some weird <laughs> yeah. game. I always yeah. enjoy those. Yeah, there are a few of, of those on there as well. I'm not sure you're going to see Cheltenham again. That's Probably that'll not. be one for, especially because of the weather related. Yeah. We started the game on Friday and didn't finish until Monday. Yeah. Or so. Roman or MLK. I don't know if you'll see them anymore. I think maybe. MLK is coming back. I, I, I think that's going to happen. I believe there's been a mutual interest in the MLK series continuing. despite They, they won their public league division. They were this fantastic year. this year yeah. for the uh, schedule they had. Okay. Uh, and honestly, when we get to power ratings, we may be talking about that Wilson could actually be a seat or two higher if they had played MLK instead of Cheltenham. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it was a bummer that the, the public league canceled those games and we didn't get to continue playing MLK. Um, that's a game that I think will return for Wilson at least it's a better than 50-50 chance, I'd say. I do not think Roman Catholic will be back on the schedule. Yeah. So Wilson will probably be looking for a week one game. But CD still on there? CD, I'm fairly certain CD's staying. I think that both teams like having that battle early in the year. It's a good game. And obviously Mifflin's staying on in week six or, or however the, the league schedules play out. Has there been a release of, of that information uh, Tommy's yet? Tommy's waiting. Are they waiting uh, the for the, new, the new classifications? should be out here. So I, the PIAA reclassifications, yeah. So that, yeah. so that I think don't they don't usually officially release on the schools might know, but it doesn't go out publicly usually until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now the schools might know ahead of time to start doing scheduling and things like that, but I, they usually post them on the website PIAA.org right after Thanksgiving that first week of December. That all December. changed this year. They're counting every yeah. in your school and Votech, homeschoolers, yeah, everybody. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where those lines are. are the demarcation happens because two cycles ago, Mifflin missed 6A by one student. Um, they were they were a little bit farther down this last, not a lot, but a little bit farther down this last time to stay in 5A. So as I'm always wondering, for power ratings, that helps to play a 6A school. If Mifflin could bump up the 6A, that'd be great. And there's also a chance to play them in the playoffs then. You're, you're going to see a lot of changes. People are going to be surprised because the homeschool thing is a big deal. Yes. And the... Uh, Parochial schools and charter schools don't have homeschooled kids. So they're all going to remain the same and all the public schools are going to go up. up. Uh, And that's when people see that, we're going to see a renewal of what we saw four or five years ago with the public-private debate and all of that stuff is going to resurface now next year. (laughs) Great. Yeah, Yeah, you watch. You enjoy that conversation, Jeff? Not really. It's been quiet. It's been surprisingly quiet the last two to three years but that is all going to come back yeah you're not wrong so uh justin your dad um mentioned cedar crest is most beaten i don't think wilson's played them enough for that to be well, I, they've beaten them a lot but there's times that they drop down in the section two just yeah. they were down there for four years i think just a few years ago mm-hmm. conestoga valley came up now again uh, before they were cedar crest they were what cornwall? South Le- cornwall now i don't count that uh but uh as the same but, uh, you know, if you do count that, you know, Cedar Crest would be up there pretty high. Yeah, I, I will, I'll have to revisit that next week, Justin. I'm putting it on you to remind me. I bet you it's McCaskey. 48 I, I, wins? It's 47-48, something like that. I thought I saw s- someone had written in, in a preview that Wilson was like 47-7-1 or something like that against, right. against McCaskey. 
Um, so I would think that's got to be close because I don't know that Wilson's beaten anyone 50 times. So McCaskey sitting at 47, 48. That's it's got to be them probably. So well, McCaskey's been playing since 18, right? Something, yeah. and that that's something we'll, we'll talk about here shortly too as well. I wanted to look at the uh, the the programs and wins to, to talk about the 600 win a bit. But before we do that and talk man on township, I do want to play the post-game chat that Justin and I had with Coach Doms. Just about three minutes long, we can hear what Coach Doms said after the win over McCaskey. All right, we're post-game joined with head coach Doug Doms. Coach got the win tonight, 47-20 to 20 over McCaskey. Uh, weathered the storm here, and... Uh, Seven straight wins. And what do you say, can you say about this 2023 team uh, to this point with the big one coming up in Week 10? Well, as I said, we started out 0-2, and everybody, oh, what's the matter, what's the matter, what's the matter? I said, we're fine. We just had some injuries early, and, you know, the kids have put together a run now of seven straight, and uh, they put themselves in a position now to win a championship. But obviously that's not going to be easy because, you know, Township's, what, number one in offense, number two in defense. Nobody's been within 30 points of them, so, you know. But as I said, you know, we've won 15 of 18, and they've won one of 18. So they still have to wonder whether they can beat us. You know, but we're going to have to come out and play because they are they are a very good football team. Yeah, they seem to have been the odds-on favorite now ever since probably week one or week two. Like you said, started 0-2 once they see Wilson at 0-2 and Township 2-0. People start thinking they're the District 3, 6A favorites, and obviously LL Section 1 as well. And, yeah, is there? I know you probably haven't been able to watch a ton of Township yet, but is there one specific thing that you're most worried about or that you definitely want to take away? Is it Johnson? Is it the running game? Is there something defensively you see? I think they're very, very well balanced. They've got a really good, you know, the Clancy kid's a heck of a running back. You know, they've got a really well-balanced pass-run attack. Defensively, that young kid at the nose is really tough. They've got a very good defense. Uh, we're going to have our hands full, you know, but, you know, if we come out and play the kind of football we're capable of playing, it's going to be one heck of a football game. And overall, looking at the program at large, uh, almost exactly 10 years ago, came down here in September 2013, got the program's 500th win on this field. Here we are again, October 2023, <laughs> and tonight was Wilson's 600th victory. What do you have to say about the, uh, the longevity of this program and the success over so many decades? Well, I, I, I think a big part of it starts with the fact that we've only had four head coaches in that time frame. Um, you know, that means consistency in the program, the staff, you know, the assistants are there, they're doing a great job. Uh, we've got the backing of the community, we've got the backing of the school, and, you know, it's a feather in the kids' hat. You know, I mean, what, what, what are we, the fourth or fifth team in the state? Uh, I'm not sure in Somewhere the state. Some, it's, you know, I think it's that in the district. So it's probably a couple more in the state. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that have been oh, playing right, for the 18, yeah, late 1800s, which I believe is where when Columbia started. That's right. Uh, playing football. <laughs> 125 this year, I think. 125th anniversary for them. Yeah, 125th so. number of wins in the. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, 60 straight non-losing, 48 winning, and 600 <laughs> wins overall for the program. Um, I know you said someone asked if you've been around for all of them, and you said not quite, but I think it's, it's 598. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, you, you, I think your people would be shocked to know how close you actually are in terms of percentages to being here for all of them. Not quite at 500, but you're in the, the mid 400s, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Coach. Appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you again real soon, and would love for it to be next week after Manheim Township.
Thank you. All right, so that was our discussion with Coach Doms after the McCaskey win. Talked a little bit about Township and a little bit about the wins. And actually, my dad coming in here, Clutch, he has the stats book on him, and he's nice. uh, relaying the information. So actually, depending on how you classify because, Mike, you mentioned I don't count Cornwall and Cedarrest as the same, they actually lead the way with 56 Wow. For Wilson, 56 wins over Cedarcrest Cornwall. So, Justin, your dad did bring up Cedarcrest. And if you lumped the Cornwall when they were Cornwall and the way that that district reclassified or, you know, however they re changed things over there, uh, they are the leaders at 50, I guess now 57, yeah. as that's the book from before this year. He also said Mifflin's at 43, which would be 44. That includes, I think, the Shillington years of Shillington High. Uh, he has said that it says only Lancaster at 42, though. Um, so I was a little little bit lower there. I will, I will bring the book along with me next week and talk about it. But Manheim Township's up there as well at 40 Whoa. for Wilson over Township. Interesting. Um, so Wilson, uh, uh, there, there you go. For those of you that were wondering. So, uh, yes, uh, my dad and your dad are saying father knows best. We know so, we're never going to hear the uh, end yeah. of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, Let's talk about Township. We asked Coach Doms the question, you know, what what do you see from the Blue Streaks? What is there to fear? And he, I think his fear is that they're so well balanced, you don't know where to attack. Have either of you seen Manheim yeah. play this year? Covered All right, the, Jeff. Uh, the Harrisburg game way back. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was back two, week the two. The rainy yeah. night, and they played Saturday morning. And they, they trucked Harrisburg. I Not even say, close. I, I, I don't want to say Harrisburg looked disinterested, but Township buried them so fast. I mean, it was 14, 21, nothing before everybody sat down. I mean, they just, they played great. Of the plethora of fun Mannheim Township stats, and there are a lot of them, this is the one that blows me away. Blows me away. They have two turnovers, two in nine games, and, and they're a plus 15 turnover margin. And Hayden and, and hasn't thrown a pick. No picks, and they've probably scored on all of those drives. On the plus 15, they probably scored. I don't know if their ones, other than the two turnovers, I don't know if their ones have not scored on a drive this year. Seriously. I mean, they're, they're scoring on every drive. If they have the ball, look out. They're getting three or they're getting seven. So they're... they're so what you're saying is that Ernie Wolber has his work cut Ernie, out for him. How are you, buddy? <laughs> a lot of late nights this week, my friend. Yes. What... Uh, who, who's been their standout for you when the game that you watch and the things that you're covering right now, who is the guy on man on township that is most dangerous? Is it, is it Johnson? Is it kennel? Is it uh, Clancy? Is it Rodriguez on the defense? Is there another defender out there who stands out to you? All the above. All the above. Well, great. You know, Johnson and, and you had a great line the other day. You said 35 touchdowns and no picks. That doesn't happen at any level. Remarkable. I forget what word you used. He's doing things that like nobody's done before in the league. Thirty-five touchdowns, no picks, and he's completing like eighty percent of his passes. He's been amazing, which tells me that the O line's playing great, and they're blocking and they're giving him time. Uh, the Eli Rodriguez kid on defense is just a beast. He's blowing stuff up. He's in the backfield on every play, and Kennel twenty-one touchdown catches. I've had people been asking me for a couple of weeks, "What's the record for touchdown catches?" If it's not twenty-one, it's got to be close. 
for a season. I yeah, I mean, it's got to be twenty-one. I, I mean, I that's ridiculous. That those are those are record like numbers for NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like where you're playing Some sixteen teams or seventeen. Leading games. receivers have twenty-one catches yeah. for the year. He's got twenty-one, 21 touchdowns. touchdowns, and the underlying kid has twenty. In and line, which is crazy. he's only playing probably half the game. True, right. most of the third it. quarter, mm-hmm. a drive in the third, maybe. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, all the above to answer your question. They're they're just they're stacked everywhere you look. I can't find a weak link on Manhattan Township. Did you see this coming? Them to be this good? Like everyone uh, thought they were going to be the favorite or one of the yeah. favorites going into this year. Are you surprised by their success? Um, I their overwhelming they, yeah, success. Overwhelming, a little bit by the overwhelming. Yes, I thought they'd be nine and zero going into this game. Okay, I I figured they'd find a way to beat Harrisburg at home. They beat him in the regular season last year, and mm-hmm. I think they got fired up after the district game. Some of these stats are just mind blowing that they're putting up, and just they have three shutouts in a row. Mm-hmm. And the last three weeks, it's been 142 to nothing. <laughs> They've given up like 50 points the whole season. I mean, surprised that it's been overwhelming, yes, but not stunned that they're nine and zero going into Wilson. Mike, what about you? No, I haven't seen him, but the numbers are, are staggering. I mean, the, the 30, 35 and to, to zero interceptions is just, it's like, uh, you know, PlayStation stats. You know, <laughs> yeah. just it's just ridiculous because an interception can happen in so many ways. A tip, li- a tip ball or your receiver off his hands, mm-hmm. you know, if a fluke is going to happen now and then. And, you know, I guess they haven't been in the position at the end of a half where they need to throw a, you know, Hail Mary because those can get picked off. But it's just, it's just pretty impressive. I mean, they're, they're number one in the league, in, in district three in scoring defense, mm-hmm. you know, less than six points a game. Number one in district three in scoring. That's a pretty good combination. Right there. Uh, you know, they've outscored teams 352 to 41 in the first half. Boy. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, game over. Yeah. Game yeah. over. You know, it just, um, they haven't been behind. They haven't been close to being behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they're, I think the closest I could find is they were up 14 nothing before Springford scored. Everything else, they, they've, they've been up 21 nothing or more. Yeah, that was their trickiest game so yeah. far with Springford. And, and they don't have... I believe, is that Springford's only loss? Yes. Right? It is. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. like, that's good. not, it's not like a st- they stumbled over someone that, you know, wasn't a vastly inferior opponent. Springford is a <laughs> formidable good. opponent yeah, and they good. still handled their business. Springford is a number uh, three in the District 1 rankings and Township dropped 63 points on them. You know, it's it's crazy. I mean, they've beaten good teams. Harrisburg, that's their only loss. Um, Conestoga Valley, number six in, in District Three, and uh, Cedar Crest is seven and two. Their losses to Wilson and and uh, Township. Uh, Township, and you know, they beat them forty-two nothing. You know, Wilson kind of struggled to beat them. That was yeah. a close game. It came down to that interception at the goal line. Yeah, it was one of those that Justin and I talk about. They yeah. looked really pretty good in the first half, yeah. up 21 to 6, and then just kind of had to hold on. Too many, three straight drives with turnovers. Uh, they couldn't put them away. That's kind of been, if Wilson has a strong start, they struggle in the second half, or they start slow and then bring it on in the second half. They haven't put two halves together. And if they're going to want to make this competitive and have a chance on Friday, they're going to need to play their best game in every facet coaching included they, they're gonna have to be perfect and get a couple turnovers mm-hmm. you know and, and some, some, some points off turnovers sure. you know where you get it in their red zone what are they averaging like 
a fifth a turnover a game. Yeah. Something yeah. like well, two, and I think two in nine games, right? That's what you said, two in nine games? Two turnovers. I, I, and do you know if those were, uh, you know, second team kids or first team kids? Well, you can't. My head, no. Yeah. No picks. Well, it wasn't Hayden Johnson, right? So yeah. they were well, fumbles, and then right. who knows when they were. And I think, I think you mentioned this in one of your write ups, Mike, about how they haven't won a game by less than four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's. Well, the closest one was the season opener. It was uh, 35 to 6. They beat Cumberland and Valley. That a, and that was a mercy roll. It was right. 35 nothing. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. 35. I think they scored like six minutes left or mm-hmm. something like that. Like it was 35 nothing comfortably. Here's what I worry about with Wilson a little bit here in this game, if you want to break it down. Wilson's throwing the heck out of the ball here. That's been their bread and butter this year. Mm-hmm. Township's DBs are really good. Wolf's back there. Vasquez is back there. They have a really good secondary. I, I don't know their passing yards given up number off the top of my head, but you see what their defensive numbers are. Fantastic. Yeah, They're a tough team to throw on, and they kind of held the Zollers kid down from Spring Forward, who like leads the state in passing yards. They're, um, they're giving up 82 passing yards a game. Now, there's awesome. three teams in the league that are giving up less. They're all in Section 4 where, where everybody run, runs, runs the ball. The nobody ball. throws. Wild doesn't yeah. throw. Calico doesn't exactly. throw. You know, so that's like the run, the running division. Exactly. But so you take those three out of the equation and 82 yards a game. I mean, that's I one big the, play. Section 4 does not have a 1,000-yard passer. No. And, and never and never will. Well, right. Well, I think, I think was it was it the Cocalico, when Cocalco beat uh, – Manheim Central, did they like not complete a pass or something like that in that game and they still won by multiple scores? Yeah, yeah they won by 20, I think. Right. Right. didn't throw a pass last week. <laughs> didn't, didn't attempt a single pass. And they shouldn't. And they threw a they few against well, Hawaii missing well, that I thought, why are you throwing? Right. If you, if you don't have to, four, like, yeah, they didn't need that's, to. That's not their style. Yeah, they don't yeah. need to. That, that will be my one worry for Wilson is mm-hmm. if they get behind and they got to pass and they got to pass mm-hmm. and they got to pass, which has been their bread and butter. Well, they're going to. Township gonna, can defend the heck out of the They're going to have to pass yeah, from the beginning. I don't think they, they're going to run against Township. I think they need, need to come out throwing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're going to meet some athletes in the, in the secondary that can match up with Eddie Case and, and Maddox and uh, Maddox Gruber and, and, and those guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, back to is Township, though, you know, mm-hmm. as dominant as they've been, they don't have this big D1 superstar. I mean, the quarterback's no. going to Lehigh, Lehigh and Kennel's going to Monmouth. Monmouth. That's, yeah. you know. That's a one double A. They're very good, fantastic, even high school athletes Mm -hmm. with a really good coaching staff. And Evans can coach up a team really well. What he's done at Township has been unbelievable, just the way he runs a program. And he's listening to this. He's recording the show right now, and he's going to edit it. To uh, you know, what Reinhardt said. He probably still won't pick us, but you know, it's like it's. He'll be playing it tomorrow Probably. at practice, and it's going to have you saying, Township really stinks. <laughs> you know, he's going to put it together. He'll edit it out somehow. They're just <laughs> really, really talented all the way around, both sides of the ball. Special teams, the hunter and the win kid, the kicker. I don't think he's missed a point after all season. I mean, they're, so they're basically they're flawless. They're There's really no. I, I can't find a. Is a there weak, a weakness? Weak There's and, nothing. And Johnson punts. And Johnson punts. Forty-four point five yards. Like has he had to punt? Nine. Yeah, nine, like twelve times. He's averaging forty-four yards a punt. Yeah. There's no. You can't find anything. You can't. You. Can, I mean, I, I pour through stats every morning at five a.m. Oh, I, I, I know. Find, I know. I can't find anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, Ernie, Ernie's sticking pins in his Jeff Reinhardt exactly. doll right now. I'll find <laughs> something. for me to make my pick. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> hey, and Doug said it in the interview with you guys. He knows. It's a tough game. Yeah. But over the years, Wilson loves these games. Wilson loves these games when they're underdogs. Yeah, well, yeah, let's go back them. to, what year was it? Seven, uh, 20. 2020. That's, one, that's yeah. one, you know, one thing I want to bring up. Wilson was about starting quarterback. It's number one running back. Mm -hmm. It's number one receiver. Ooh. Goes to township and wins. Was that 21-14? No, that no was it was a, like 28-21 or something. 31-28. So, yeah, yeah. and that was the week after Wilson got destroyed by Mifflin in Singleton's junior year. Yeah. Oh, uh, just obliterated and all those injuries added up. And everyone, well, now we got to go to township. Mm -hmm. And we don't have our quarterback, our running back, our receiver. Two of those guys play deep. We actually were starting, I think, three or four sophomores in the secondary mm -hmm. in that wow. game. Well, that was miraculous. And Township, didn't they score at the end of the half on a Hail Mary? Wasn't that the game? Possibly. Yeah. I feel like they did. Yeah. They, so, they also, then they actually scored late uh, to cut it to a one-score right. game. But 31-28. Uh, that was 31-28, uh, yeah. You know, so it was, yeah, it was 31-21, and they scored with like 30 seconds yeah. left or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, now we got to get an onside kick. And you, <laughs> you talk about pulling a rabbit out of a hat. That that was the one. Yeah, well, we, we've been told that that's probably the the best best coaching job that they've done. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They also oh. did it without Ernie Wolver was not there for that game. Well, maybe that's oh, why. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you guys are going to get it from Ernie. He's going to... He was checking in. I did not realize that. Yeah, you know, Ernie is on our list right now, though, too. So. Yeah, he is. He is. Ernie and his son, uh, both, both Coach Wolvers were uh, telling oh. us Friday night uh, how they they just Penn State's going to win tomorrow. You don't have to worry about it. We're going to win. And by we kept saying to them, "Why like, are you doing this? Why to are you us? doing this to us? Stop it! Stop it!" And he texts us as soon as the game ended. Yesterday. He's, He's like, like, "I'm sorry. Whoops. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I never get that message from him. <laughs> sorry about that." Ernie's the he's the best. He's, he's oh, we incredible. love Ernie. We love talking to Ernie. The, the preseason interview we do we do with him is always fantastic. Um, so here here's another one. You go back two years before that, 2018. When uh, mm -hmm. Township was five and zero, oh, and really was a big favorite in that game, and Wilson pulls it out at Township, sixteen fourteen. I think there was a, a big oh. interception. None of it was returned, and I can't remember. But there was, you know, Wilson made the kind of plays you need to do to pull off an upset. They came up with them then. I'm not saying that you know they can do that Friday, but uh, they, you well, know, and that was the season after Township ended the streak and right? our winning streak yeah. in the right? league, and also beat us in the playoffs. Right. And we knew for the third time in less than a year or just over a year, we had to go back to Township because all three of those games were at mm -hmm. Township. Right. And, yeah, winning that 2018 game was shocking. Mm -hmm. uh, now, they got the better of us in 2019 uh, at Wilson. That was the Anthony Ivey game. Uh, that was uh, an unfortunate event. That was a very strong Wilson team as well. Finished 10-2 and two with the loss to Township, so didn't win the section. And then in the playoff game against Harrisburg, the untimed down at the end of the game that could have won it and had us beat Harrisburg didn't go Wilson's way. Uh, but that was a fan. We talk about this all the time. Like 2019 was such a fantastic team, but there's, there's no banner. No, you know, there's no plaque. There's no banner. No one, no one talks about it, but that, that team was very solid, but ran into two really strong teams in Manheim Township and then Harrisburg in the playoffs. I'm, uh, I'm also anxious to see how Township handles this. They're good. They know they're good. They got to come up here. You know, they got to they got to go to Gursky and it's going to be loud and it's a different atmosphere up here. And it's something about the aura of playing here. And Township knows they've come up here before with winning records. And 
Well, I mean, not one. So I'll be curious to see how they handle it. I'd love to see a little bit of that Mannheim magic make its way down from uh, from Mannheim to, to Wilson. The uh, whatever uh, the Barons are drinking up there, I can send it down to Gursky for this game at least. Um, well, do you guys have anything else to say about Mannheim Township Wilson? Uh, you know, it's a fascinating rivalry, and it's it's good that uh, you know. I always considered Township a sleeping giant, big school, yeah. and they never really did a whole lot. And yeah. and Mark Evans came in with 10, 12 years ago, let's see, uh, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's uh, put them in, in the kind of position they should be. You know, they are a, a big school district with, uh, you know, a lot of facilities and and uh, uh, the kind, like a, like a Wilson, like a Cumberland Valley, yeah. you know, a suburban school that uh, – should be dominating a lot of sports, and they do. They're very good in baseball, and their girls' programs are good. And now their their football program is right up there. You know, every year you look at uh, District Three Class Six A now, the last five six years, and and you want to pick a preseason top four. You know, you go Wilson, Harrisburg, Mayheim Township, and then somebody else. But those three have Central been, York's been the yeah other one now Central York's party, coming yeah. up. But those have been the three st- uh, constants for the past eight years mm-hmm. you know, all those years ago uh, when when evans was at elko and winning at elko mm-hmm. we always kind of you know sitting around the office and you know, on a weekend and we'd we'd always say man i wonder what evans would do with like a six a four a at the time big school program 90 kids facilities wonder what he would do and he landed at township and boy yeah. so you did this and, so thanks a lot. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Last thing, uh, Joe, since Township won the district title in 2017, their first and I guess only oh, no. district championship, uh, Wilson's beaten them four out of five. How about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and two, like we said, two of those were games. They were certainly the underdog. Yeah. And the one was the Ivy game where everything <laughs> yeah. went right for Township that yeah. night. Yeah. And that was, yeah. Yeah. This should be fun. This should be a good game. I, right. I, I hope it's a good game. I hope it's competitive. So, somebody's got to punch Township in the mouth and make them play because they have not been sniffed. And they need to they need to go in at halftime and have to make adjustments <laughs> well, that's, or, or have to do something because they just they haven't had to. They have blown everybody out of the water. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I feel like there's no there's no hiding it. Wilson needs to play their best game of the year yeah. and maybe be able to just force the issue, hang in there, like make, make township have to play a second half, sure. make, you know, hang around and give yourself a shot. And you just, you just never know. Like we've seen crazy endings. We were, we were talking about some crazy results that we saw, you know, from earlier in the season, just around the league and district, like things happen every week. I feel like I'm sending Joe updates on scores mm-hmm. and there's crazy scores everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you got to hang in there because if if you don't, then you know, like you said, it, and they're not a team that is really built to like just have to sit back there and try and come back against. Sure, um, you gotta you gotta take it and try and execute the best you can. I'm sure Township is enjoying these mercy rules every week, but at the same time, Evans may be thinking in his gut. Man, we just we need to be tested here. We we need, Absolutely. We need to get well, I hope it's bit. by the Bulldogs Friday. That will seriously, because they're going to get eventually here, starting this week. They're going to start to get teams that are comparable roster sizes, comparable talent, and you know, Township hasn't looked up in the fourth yet and needed a drive. Yeah. And that will catch up with you. 
at some point. We've seen it over. You know, I mean, if you if you keep playing into December, at some point you're going to have to slug it out for four quarters, and if you haven't done it, it can be difficult. Yeah, they haven't gotten in a huddle yet, and Johnson hasn't looked at them and said, "We need six here." Mm -hmm. And it it just hasn't happened. They've just they've been up twenty one before everybody sits down, and they've they've mercy ruled everybody. Not, I'm not saying they can't do it because they're sure. obviously if good. They, uh, yeah. But if they I, mercy rule Wilson, no. just saying, and uh, then, then but, put a big legit tag right on their forehead. Yeah. But I think you got to make Johnson move. You got to got to get him to throw on the run because yes. he's been very comfortable this year. And again, not saying he can't do it because he's very athletic, yeah. but you got to throw some heat at him. Uh, roll the dice, you know, make him make plays. And maybe he will. Exactly. Probably he will. I haven't seen their sack number, but I don't think he's been sacked very much. Doubt he it. Get out he's completing almost 76% of his passes. So that tells you he's had time to throw. Three and out. Two, 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 you know, two-step drop and it's out. Uh, their passing game is so intricate. Uh, they're, they're, they're a ton of fun to watch. So. Well, I'm sure we've all made our fans very happy with what we have thrown at them. They they know it was coming. We've been talking about it for weeks. We've been updating. Oh, and you follow the scores. You you see it. Like you see you it. Know. There's no there's no hiding this. Well, one. you know, you see 38 to six against Harrisburg. No more surprises after that. This team's good. You know, you don't lay out Harrisburg by that score at any time of the year. Not with the way they've been playing the yeah. last eight years or you so. Know, Saturday morning at 10 o'clock when it was. Humid and every and there were cramp right. breaks every three minutes. They trucked Harrisburg. Yeah. So now I'll be interested to see what what kind of Harrisburg team we see in the playoffs because last year they got beat by Township on that last second play. In I the, think in this yes, week two, right, season. and came back and they won. They were they, they thumped them. Them. They thumped yeah, everybody thumped in districts. Them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Wilson gave them as good a game as they got in the playoffs yeah, in I District think it Three. Was it? 32 22 or something yeah something it was like competitive yeah, yeah. well but, Wilson uh, was winning at halftime mm-hmm. just uh just too much too much to uh keep down couldn't right. control Sean Lee and then uh was it Hopkins right. oh, but, just but once I, he yeah. gets going in that second half he's brutal to bring down not there anymore don't have to worry about him but Sean Lee's still there I just I just fully expect Harrisburg to be you know be right in it uh, in, in three weeks from now well and, as and, we've uh, seen every year it feels like well We've seen every we year know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. 20, they, they hit their stride end of yeah. October and November, and they're a force. Hey, I credit to that coaching staff because it's not easy there, and they they, they have, don't have numbers, right? They, you no, see, they what, don't. Maybe forty kids, maybe. Yeah, I've seen them with forty and less, and still winning district titles yep. and uh, making were, state uh, title games. The yeah. Saturday morning they played Township. I. T- you told me you gave I me a it was low like number. Twenty eight. They had. Yeah. No, it's a Saturday morning at ten. Well, so I don't know what the circumstances. <laughs> what does that, that mean? They can't get up out of bed. Oh, yes, but they had. They were there the night before. Waited out the rain. Drove back. Yeah. Got up at six a.m. and drove back. Yeah, it's a lot. So I don't know what. I don't know. But they had like twenty eight kids yeah. in uniform for township. I'm guessing they're going to have more than twenty eight. If and when they play again, why are we talking about week fourteen? I don't know. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Well, we've been teasing now for a few weeks, Justin and I, the, the power ratings. We we look at them from time to time, but they don't really mean <laughs> from much. From time to time. time. Listen to, <laughs> who are you kidding? But they don't really mean much refresh, until refresh, we get refresh, to here. Refresh. Yeah, until we get to here. Um, well, I have my own file, and I calculate. I have calculated throughout the entire season since week four, just to see where things are. Okay. If this is what happens with, with Wilson, this is where we'll finish. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna post the current 
after week nine, but not finalized, obviously. Have all the games been reported? Power rating. They have, at least sure? in 6A. In you 6A. Sure? They are. Everyone has played nine games in, in 6A. Uh, obviously, the strength of schedule stuff relies on other teams reporting. Sure. So this is as accurate as it can be right now. And all of the 6A teams, all 19 of them, have played or have reported nine games if they played nine. York, William Penn only played eight in That's nine right. weeks. So Wilson right now is at the four. It means nothing. Like, I know people are like, oh, it was a home game. You lose this week, you're dropping. And, and that's that's that. But Not I, a I, whole lot, though. If, we'll, we'll get there, Jeff. We'll you get there. But you, you only need know. to drop – if you drop one, that's, you lose right. your home game. Yeah. Um, so, But I, what I wanted to point out here was Manon Township and Wilson are playing this. That's the one versus four in the current power ratings. Harrisburg this week plays – Cumberland Valley, or excuse me, Central Dolphin. That's the five. So two versus five. One versus four is playing. Two versus five is playing. Central York, the three, is playing the seven, William Penn, all in week 10. Cumberland Valley, the current number six, is going to Altoona, not a District 3 school, but a mid-Penn school. So, uh, and Cedar Crest, the eight, we just heard they're playing Lebanon in the Cedar Bowl. Crest is eight. Crest will move up with the win, though, because there's at least three teams in front of them that has to lose. Now, depending on... The order of that, like if Township, Harrisburg, or Central York would lose, Crest isn't jumping them. Mm. But those other teams that are in front of them, Wilson, Central Dolphin, Cumberland Valley, William Penn, all possibly lose. Yeah. Cedar Crest is moving up. So huge games in Week 10 for all eight teams. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize Crest went from 7 to 8 after beating Hemfield. Yeah, well... <laughs> That the, the way the power ratings work are a mysterious force. Jeff. I have no clue. I just hit refresh and <laughs> so, Joe, did you do the math? I and, did. And, and if if Wilson and Central Dolphin both lose, uh, and Cumberland Valley wins, yep. does Wilson hang on to four? Let me hit no, no, not even close, Mike. Is not that even right? close. All right. So this is my calculations on a fi- final power rating with the favorites winning. Okay. okay, so that means Township beats Wilson, Harrisburg beats Central Dolphins, Central York beats William Penn, Cumberland Valley beats Altoona, Cedarcrest beats Lebanon. This is my pre- predictions hmm. for the final power ratings. Township 1, obviously. Harrisburg 2, staying the same. Central York at 3, staying the same. Cumberland Valley jumps all the way to 4 from 6. Wow. wow. Cedarcrest moves from 8 to 5. Whoa. Dolphin drops from five to six. Wilson drops from four to seven. Mm. And William Penn drops from seven to eight. Dallastown is the last team on the outside. Mm. But they're they're relatively far down there. They're 0.04 away from cracking the top eight. So we know the eight. It's so just a matter of where they fit. Essentially, we know the eight. I would take – I don't know if there's a possibility out there. There's probably some random yeah, possibility it's, it's out a, there. Probably a random – like outside games that aren't involving those eight, but like would mess up strength of schedule but somewhere. The 0.04 lead that York William Penn has here in my prediction, that's pretty high to, to overcome with a bunch of relying on other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe this is with Dallastown beating red line. So it's not like I have Dallastown losing. Good. I, I think Dallastown's better, but that's a rivalry game. So sure. you never know. Uh, the, the most interesting part of this is though that Cedarcrest at five central dolphin at six and Wilson at seven, are very close together. They're they're separated by a grand total of 0.006 points, five, six, and seven. So if an opponent that you played pulls off an upset, Mm -hmm. that will will help your your ranking. And we could see 
Crest, Dolphin, Wilson move around in that five, six, seven spot. Uh, I already mentioned that if Wilson had played MLK instead of uh, Cheltenham, they may be in line, even with the loss to Township, to be at the five seed right now. Mm. So that's an unfortunate circumstance from some outside decisions that impacted the the, uh, the possible playoff location. But I bring up the power rating predictions mostly for people to know well, who are we probably going to play. Harrisburg is on that line again, again for the like, right. sixth straight right. year. It's not locked in, but it's since the, probably the most likely right. outcome. And then the next most likely is Central York, which is kind of the X factor team in this bracket. They're just here. They are. They haven't lost. They got Jules Golf. They can run the heck out of the ball. I don't know about their schedule. I mean, I, I would take a mid pen LL one schedule over maybe YA IA. Yeah, well, Division one maybe, but that's just you know. And you know, I mentioned hard. Central York plays York William Penn this week. That's a huge rivalry game as sure. well. It's Central York's been very good. We talked about over the last five or so years. Yeah. William Penn's usually given them it. All in the last week, I believe Central York has beaten them nearly every time in that run. Mm. But William Penn lost week in decisive factor to Southwestern. They got beat up like thirty-five yeah. to eight mm. to Southwestern. Who was only was that the only Southwestern second win? Maybe something uh, like that. They, I, or maybe they only had two going into it. They were they were. It was a so huge it, upset. Now I don't know if there were you know someone didn't play. You know I don't know any of that. But William Penn lost to mm. Southwestern leading into this big showdown with. Central York. Um, so that's where District 3 6A power ratings sit. Um, what can you tell us about double A? So, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, when I started doing this a few years ago, I think it was back in 2019 because it was that a few weeks, it was just after we beat, or excuse me, just after we lost to Mannheim Township. Mm-hmm. I started calculating, oh, what does this loss mean mm-hmm. for playoffs? What's going to happen? And I started calculating. I was like, oh, we're going to end up as the one. Even losing the man of town. People were telling me and that when, was yeah, crazy. When he went public with that, people went nuts. <laughs> As if Joey like designed As the algorithm that it, is yeah, doing to this. make sure that Wilson got the one seat. I'm like, no, that's the way the math works. <laughs> yes, man of township just beat Wilson. But you're going by this formula. This is what the formula says. And if I'm predicting these games correctly. And the next thing was everybody's like, yeah, but Wilson has to play so-and-so. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter they're because they're already like, factored in. Right. That's one of those things like you, when you're talking back in week six and seven, people look at the remaining games and be like, oh, yeah, but when they play McCaskey, because that, that that was the team that I think was like 0-7 oh and, oh and or something like that, 1-6. and six. Oh, but Wilson doesn't play them till then. When they play them, their power, that's not how it works. The entire season's schedule is built into that you only get your wins and losses so your opponents uh whether they're good or bad is already baked into that 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 they haven't won a game or only won one game that's built in the entire time it doesn't matter when you play that um but so that's you know those are my predictions so i had to go and predict you know 50 games or whatever and obviously get some wrong i did not predict southwestern beating york william penn um I actually, I have here. I, I've sent this to Justin. Justin has seen this many a times. I'm not sure if you can see this uh, on the screen or not, but I have all of my predictions since week four. Wow. I didn't do one after week five for some reason, but I just wanted to do it to compare how I get at the end of the year. How close did I get to this? Um, and other than after week four, Township has been the number one team. At After week four, I had Central Dolphin up there. They had won a few games that I was surprised at and thought they were maybe going to go toe-to-toe and beat Harrisburg, but then they lost to Harrisburg and State College. Um, So they've dropped off a little bit, but they still very much stay up there pretty high. Um, 
Otherwise, the teams have been almost exactly the same since week six. A few changes here and there. William Penn jumps around a little bit. But by and large, one through eight has been known since week six. How about that? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how things things, things finish from here on out. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fun thing to do. Uh, can be maddening, as I'm saying to Justin, since, let's see, since in week four, I was like, oh my gosh, we might have to play Manheim Township two weeks in a row. <laughs> that was in week four. And then week six, seven, eight, and now nine, I was like, we are playing Harrisburg again. We are playing Harrisburg mm-hmm. for the sixth straight year, or they could possibly end our season for the sixth straight year, as the That's COVID crazy. year was a little bit odder way for them to end our season. <laughs> so, it, you know, it is the, what it is. It's just a bracketology point. It's essentially, the, uh, yeah, it's essentially yeah. what it what it amounts to, but... Um, the last thing I wanted to do on this show before we wrap things up is talk a little bit about the other matchups not involving the Bulldogs because there are some great ones around Lancaster, Levin, and Burks this year. Um, let's first go to Section 2. Manheim Central Exeter is the big one. Uh, took A little bit of shine came off when Exeter lost to Conestoga Valley last week, but last year Exeter Central was a great showdown down in Manheim. Going to Exeter this year, what do you guys make of Manheim Central against Exeter? You can go I first. Saw Exeter, I saw Exeter last week. Jane Zandier is really good. Boy, I like him a lot. Is he a junior? Yes. Yes. Oh, he can really scoot. I was impressed with him. Two touchdown runs and a touchdown catch against a pretty good CB defense, but Buckskins pulled it off. Craziest fourth quarter ever. Back and forth. There were five touchdowns in four minutes. Touchdown run, touchdown run, kick return for a touchdown. Touchdown run. Unbelievable game. I'm curious to see how Exeter bounces back from that. Because, man, I'm Central's very good. Yeah, 44 points a game, 400 yards a game. They're tough. Yeah, Exeter's schedule has not been tough up until last week. They hadn't played a team with a winning record. And yeah. I think it showed up. You know, they were 8-0, putting up some nice numbers. But they're not nearly as good as they were last year or the year before. Man, mm. I'm Central's better. All, the, the whole core of their, their players last year's you know, Zach and Armold and those guys, they're all back. Mm. So uh, I think uh, – now, I shouldn't say this in front of Joe because I don't want to give him advi- advice for yeah, our picks, picks this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, turn your headset off. Yeah. But I think that – I mean, Manheim, Manheim is uh, – Central's clearly better. I, I just don't think it's going to be a real competitive game. I don't know. Take away the Elko, uh, the Cocalico game, which was herky-jerky – because that was the Friday night rain, come back, pick up the next morning where they left off game. Central's just been, oh, wow. Oh, this Enterline kid is just an unbelievable athlete. He's got 20 touchdown catches. We talk about Kennel. Enterline's got 20. Armold's going to go, or Armold didn't play last week. Not sure why. But the kid who came in to play running back rushed for 257 and four touchdowns against Mifflin. I, I think Oof. I said this before. I think Enterline's the best player in the league. He's a freakishly great athlete. Yeah. Good defense, player. kicking game. Uh, he had a pick six last week. Yeah. Uh, he's really good. Yeah. I'd lean Barron's there. I know they got to go to Exeter, but that's really st- stuck in their crawl. Oh, they lost that game oh you're year. not kidding. Yeah, well, you lose at home on the last play. The last play of the uh, game. You have a perfect a season going on, and uh, that was a great game. Yeah. That was one of the, you know, the all-timers, uh, yeah. the way that one uh, played out. And, uh, um, I don't think we're going to see that again this yeah, year. Central's pretty focused and determined. And I, I could tell, I saw them a couple times, two out of the first three weeks. And I could just tell that they were like on a mission and here we go. 
let's just get to Exeter and let it rip. So they already they already clinched the tie, and they can get it out right here if they win. I like what Central's doing. So I don't believe there's a marquee Week Ten matchup in Section Three. I believe there's they're all there's a is there a three way round robin yeah, going on like down the, there? The Cliff's Notes version. Yes. All right. Uh, Twin Valley's done. Right. They're five and one. Right. Effort is four and one. Garden Spot's four and one. Okay. Twin Valley plays Hepper or Horsham. Non-league, down. right. If Epperta beats I have E-Town, it right here. they play E-Town. Yes. And if Garden Spot beats Solanco, it'll be a three-way tie. Which they will. Those will be. The, those should be two wins. Yeah. They'll both yeah. be Mercy so Rule games. Three-way trivia, tie. Trivia. When was the last three-way section tie championship in the LL League? 2018. Correct. Because wow. Wilson was a part of it. Wilson Warwick. With Warwick and Manheim Township. Manheim Township. Yeah. See, when well, yeah. you talked about that 2018 game where Wilson upset yeah. Manheim Township, we don't ever talk about that Warwick game. Oh, that's right. <sighs> oh, that's right. Because two of those players just caught, just yeah, had a went huge bi- role in the Wisconsin game. On and the one that oh. cost the touchdown is not the one you think should have caught the touchdown. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. That was crazy. I, loved, I did like the tweet that's like, Rucci with the touchdown. No, no, the not other one. That one. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah, the other yeah. one. And then no, it was Nolan. Nolan yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that the Warwick game when McCracken passed for? Seven yeah, I don't. Know. We we blacked out. I don't. We didn't yeah. finish Sorry, that game. So. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about it with uh, Andy Hur the other night. Yeah, Trey Glass. Yeah. yeah. He had like three hundred receiving yards. It was yards. just. Uh, it, it was not a great night in Lidditz. That's and here for sure. was the thing. It was on like ten completions. Yeah, it was absurd. He averaged like fifty yards of completion that Well, and and. It was a close game through into the third quarter. Into like mid third quarter. Into the third quarter. Yeah. We went down and I think we got stopped in the red zone early in the third quarter. And then the floodgates opened. Unraveled. Like but it yeah. was it was like a not back and forth. It was very different styles, but like it was they were in it and then not. <laughs> and then not. Right. Yeah. And so, then McCracken went off. Oh, my gosh. We already made Ernie so mad tonight. Uh-oh. I don't know that yeah, we wanted really. to bring that up but again. Stop. Just walk away, Ernie. All right. Walk away. We're going to walk but, outside. He's going to be waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. Wait, my tires are slashed. What happened? Uh, but right. uh, to your question, Section 3 is done. It's, it's pretty essentially much, a three way yeah, tie. The odds yeah. of one of those three, or really just the two, right. one of them losing to make it just a two way is unlikely. And both of them losing and giving it to Twin Valley, like yeah. Twin Valley outright, is not going to happen either. Yeah. And, and Jeff picked Garden Spot to win, and I picked Twin Valley to win. I guess that? we're both right. We're, we're both right. <laughs> the story to me, though, is Efforto. Yeah. What a season. Great job there by Chris Miller. I mean, I did not expect them at all. Amazing. They've been building towards this. Okay. They've gotten it turned around. First eight-win season since 2000, going for their wow. first nine-win season since 1987, and the last time they were in districts was 1987. Well, and it wasn't it just wow. six years ago that they hadn't won a game in they three years or something like that. They were 56 yeah, or four something. Four or five. Yeah. Uh, and no, now they're going to districts, which I mean, is amazing. Yeah, he's got to be uh, – LL doesn't pick an overall coach of the year, but he's got to be right in contention for – you know, if you picked one, for, well, I mean, yeah. for, if you picked one for the whole league, yeah. he'd be in it, don't if you? If they go nine and one and make districts for the first time in thirty-six years, yeah, yeah, he, he'd get a lot of votes, no yeah. doubt. So, section four is an interesting one. Uh, Cocalico most likely going to be the Why champion there, That's, but there's that one's done too. A huge I mean, game between Why Missing and Lampeter Strasburg. Yeah, uh, that is a Friday night game as it's at down in Lampeter. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys make of Why Missing and LS? Mm. What are we looking? We don't have to get a predictions. I don't want Mike giving. Yeah, me I'm not giving you any more. Jeff giving me information, but, uh, but. I think that's going to be. I think that really, if I was going to go to watch a game, yeah, yeah. 
I would go watch that. I think that's going to be the game of the night. That's going to be much closer than any of these uh, first place games, except for maybe uh, Schuylkill Valley and Lancaster Catholic. That'll be very close. But still, Lampeter is really good. Wyo is very good. That's going to be a fun game. Should be. LS back-to-back shutouts. Number two defense in the league behind Township. Yeah, their defense is fantastic. They've only given up 61 points. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, You know, Wyo's been okay here since the Cocalico game. Um, Their running numbers just continue to blow me away. 21 kids have run the ball for them this year. Tell me about it. Whoa. 21. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Like some teams don't even have 21 varsity players. They have 21 (laughs) kids who have run the ball. And about 15 or 16 of those are pretty good. Yeah, like I mean, he, more he keeps bringing in second and third team guys. Those oh. guys are good players. Oh, amazing. Wyo's deep. They really are very yeah, deep. big time. Keep an eye on LS here in this one, though. I like them a little bit at home. And after having seen Wyo and how Cocalico took care of them, good running game, good defense off the edge and getting in the backfield, LS can do all of the above, I think. That should be a really interesting game. Yeah, their only loss is to Cacalico, 24-10, to 10, yeah. back in Week 5. They've been that? rolling over the competition since then. Yeah, four shutout wins. They're very good. They haven't gotten a ton of pub this year because of the section they're in. But they're... Well, that's your fault. What have you, <laughs> what what you been doing, I man? I don't... Covering these thirty-seven, you're taking impossible. you're taking too many days off. Going down to Philly, watching the Phillies, while I was home working. I guess uh, that's a fun game. You're right. I think if I just had to pop down five bucks and go watch a game on Friday, that'd be oof. you'd be heading heading to uh, LS. LS, that's a really intriguing matchup. Well, I'm sure Coach Steve O'Neill would be welcoming all people to come and watch his Spartans play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that one's not on Saturday. I would have loved to have gone to watch oh, that one. I watched yeah. it li- I, last year. I got to see why I'm missing Cocalico, why I'm missing LS, and then I actually saw why I'm missing West Perry because I was calling the game uh, for Penn Live. But uh, I haven't seen Wyo at all this year, yeah. and I'm disappointed that I haven't gotten to one of their games. So. It's not quite your big brother's Wyo team, as Mike will attest, but they're, they're still pretty good. Really good, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. still pretty good. All right, so then all that was left with is Section 5, and this one, it, the section title is on the line, at least the outright title. We could be seeing a share because I believe Schuylkill Valley has clinched at least a share. Right. Uh, the tie for it, uh, they are rolling their only losses to Twin Valley in, in Week 1 this year, and they've rolled uh, eight straight wins now. Have to go to Lancaster to take on Catholic, though, which I know Justin loves. He's a huge fan of the Crusaders. Yeah, yeah, you know, growing up in Columbia, that's... Uh... <laughs> How that goes. <laughs> that's a, that's so, heated rivalry SV at LC. What, what do you guys make of this one? Uh, Catholic has an injury. I, I don't really want to go into it a whole lot, but they may not have their best running back on Friday. I don't know. Um, we shall see. But Cunningham's Cunningham le- reportedly Cunningham left last week's game. So we'll see if he's back on the field against Schuylkill Valley. And, That'd be a big loss. And Schuylkill Valley now has its best running back. Yep. They played yeah. the last four weeks without Dominic Joffrey, and now he's back, and he made the difference. Yeah, you know, 60-yard touchdown run, first play of the second half, 14-13 lead, and it held up. You know, without him, they don't win that game. Uh, it's, they they If you can have a good time for an injury, his injury in week Three was a good time because their yeah. schedule really got soft. They played the three or four worst teams in Section yeah. 5, and he came back in time to play against Anvil and now Lancaster Catholic. So very fortunate 
there and uh, he is a difference maker and it's going to be a good game you know it's really interesting former bulldog bruce harbach a coach yeah. of the panthers boy how jeff how much does he want to win this game oh absolutely no yeah. doubt. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you know to walk out in that stadium yeah it's going to be a scene right because uh you know he had a great run there oh, yeah. but i two state titles two state titles. but i don't think he was ready to leave and i, I think he left a little earlier than he might have hoped and a little, a little sour there yeah and departure. i think he has been waiting for this i i i'm pretty sure one of the big reasons he took the schuylkill valley job is he saw at the time he accepted that schuylkill valley was going to be in section five yeah. lancaster catholic was going to be in uh -huh. section five and he thought I can do this. Uh, and he's doing and it. He's doing it. He's and, doing and they it. won payback after last year. That mm -hmm. game, yeah. I covered that last year. That was nuts. Yeah. Catholic won late back yeah. and forth. Back really and back and forth. forth. Dominic yeah. had six touchdowns. He was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was, was who it can 40, top who. 42-38? Yeah, Catholic well, kicked a field goal with yeah. like a minute left. 44-42, I think. We had yeah. just finished... Wilson at Township, and we're following along, and we're like, oh, the, the Schuylkill Valley Lancaster Catholic game's still happening, and yeah. we just followed your updates Nuts. the rest of the game, and we're like, oh, no, the Schuylkill Valley lost. Yeah, we're right, right down to the end, and then Schuylkill Valley had a late drive, and there was some play on the sideline. They either called them inbounds, so the clock kept running, and they didn't get another play, mm -hmm. but... The Schuylkill Valley kids thought he was out of bounds, and the clock should have stopped. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if I've been underestimating Schuylkill Valley a little bit. But like you said, if Jafre well, was going to get hurt, there was a good yeah. time. Without him and, in there, it's hard to tell what they're doing. But the defense, yeah. you know, had to be good, and they've gotten better. And um, I think Schuylkill Valley will be even better next year. Most of their wow. good players, except for Dominic, mm. are uh, juniors. Wow. You know, and he's and this is this is Bruce's uh, third year, so next year will be the first group that have come through completely the with him. Senior program that makes yeah. a difference, Big time and uh, him, so definitely. yeah, if they win this, and they've never won a championship. No. Uh, it's amazing. That is. Uh, well, and you start getting, especially, I feel like you see it's even more dramatic at, at the smaller schools when you start right. winning a few years. It's oh, a big deal there. You get five or six more kids out for the team mm -hmm. yeah. each year. It's a big deal. You own rosters of 30 to 40 kids. Yep. One kid makes a huge difference. 15 more kids is a huge deal. Yeah. It's, it's fun. The first item I wrote in my, uh, you know, four downs column today, it, you know, it's a, it's a look back at the weekend. The first thing was Twin Valley and Schuylkill Valley have been on the bottom yeah, forever, forever for their entire existence. And now they're both going to at least share, share first that. place, which is really amazing. Mm. Twin Valley has one uh, title in its history. School mm. Valley has none in 51 years mm. for, you know, so it's just neat to see programs that haven't won, mm. make some changes and, and they both have good absolutely. coaches, yeah. you know, absolutely. It starts with the coaching. And how about that? They played each other this year. Yes. That's their only loss. Yeah. Uh, Schuylkill Valley, it hasn't been pretty. They've had some, like the 7-6 game yeah. with Northern Lebanon. It hasn't been pretty. They haven't blown everybody out of the water, but here they are. Yeah, when it when it matters <coughs> in the line to uh, get that championship. Um, so uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you guys about before we go is, and maybe this is, there's nothing to it. You haven't heard anything yet. Um, we have the PIAA doing their classification changes like they do every two years. No information on LL schedules for the next so years cool. yeah. because I guess there's murmurs that there's going to be some section classification changes. Oh, <coughs> undoubtedly, yeah. You, well, what have you heard anything? Do you know anything well, about what's nothing's changing? official yet? But I mean, obviously, this isn't going to impact Wilson, but I'm just interested yeah. for the rest. Well, of section the, one st stays the same. I don't see section one changing. Probably not. But 
Cocalico definitely going up to Section 3, which means somebody's got to come down, Fleetwood, or or I don't know who the smallest school is. It could be Fleetwood. Um, it, I think Berks Catholic goes to Section 5, which means somebody's got to come up. could be Hamburg. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to Section 4, although without Cocalico, yeah. it won't It'll be. change a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Well, and then, as I said before, these, <laughs> these homeschool numbers, that's a wild card. No, you know, who knows who has more homeschool kids than other schools? I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, and in the past, some schools uh, re- reported them, some didn't, and then they changed the rule a few years ago. So you can't. 10%. 10%. But before the 10% rule, it was a complete wild card. Yeah. There was no interpretation of that rule. Are we supposed to report these kids or not? So I, I think we're going to see a lot of, lot of movement with enrollment. And for the league, um, you know, is anybody in Section 2? What, what's Effort going to do? You know, could they move up they to – They may have to go now, up. Now, Mannheim yeah. traded with E-Town. With E-Town. And I'm sure Mannheim Central wants to stay yeah, in 2. They'll want to stay in 2. Yeah, and yeah. E-Town will want to stay in 3. But um, uh, what if Effort has to go up due to enrollment? You know, who's mm. who would come down in Section 2? The teams that I heard that are probably going to move or? up, maybe. The teams that I heard through the grapevine – that are definitely should could move up are Garden Spot, okay, and Peckway Valley, Whoa. which is so tiny, yeah, tiny little school district. Well, apparently, it's not that tiny. They want to move not. They want to move from five to four. They have to move to four. Peckway, Peckway Valley. Valley, yeah, that's. This is just you know, Ugh. hearsay through the grapevine. But uh, we're waiting to hear from Tommy Long. I haven't bugged him yet about this. He told me October. So I, I haven't bugged them yet. It's, it is October the last I checked. <laughs> October 22nd, I, actually. Yeah, I've asked a few coaches in passing the last couple of weeks, have you heard anything yet? No. So I don't know. I don't know. should be soon, I would think, because mm-hmm. Tommy is a stickler for the schedules. You see what, what he's done with this cycle. This is two years in a row where week 10 is just yeah, awesome. Yeah, we talked awesome. about it. Great job. Yeah, I, I, wish, awesome. I wish nothing would change. I love the way that the, the, the league is set up right now. Well, I, I was, was going to say, you know, so yeah. like, you know, I know I – know, there were some people that were really excited about the merger and some people were probably less thrilled about the merger. Right. But like, I mean, I feel like again, from, from a Berks County view, I feel like (laughs) we were all in it. it, Well, and I feel like it's been from a Berks County view. I feel like it's been wildly successful. And, And when you look at schools like Schuylkill Valley and twin Valley, now there are other factors. Like we mentioned, they both got new coaches in the last few years. So that like, it's not well, like even, there's even it, Kutztown though. Right. But it's not Kutztown's a single variable. Right. Competitive. So like having, like, I feel like that has helped. I, I don't know. I wonder if the feeling is the same on the other side, you know, because regardless of how they may feel about certain things, it certainly did help with some of the scheduling. Like, oh, absolutely. you know, yeah. I know, you made the trek that Garden Spot had to do a few weeks, yeah. but it, not for league games. You're you're not for lack of league games. You know, like you know, I know in Berks, like some of those were only getting like five league games, and having to find five non-league games is virtually impossible. That's so, sure. well, Berks Catholic was having to play all these crazy schools. You know, like yeah, playing so, a team from Baltimore. They're playing Central Dolphin. They were playing uh, right. Uh, was it Malvern? Dev, Devin, uh, Did the they play school? Malvern? Malvern Prep, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, wow. they shouldn't be playing those schools. Right. So, I mean, I feel like it's been a big success. Uh, we were we were proponents of it, but again, we're skewed. Oh, Wilson, we said, Wilson was already playing that. From right, a Wilson know? Burks perspective, we were all in ever since it started to be rumored, and then when it got put on the back burner, and then when it came back and it was approved, we were looking forward to it. And, <coughs> yeah, I mean, from 
a Burke-centric viewpoint, mm-hmm. I think it's been a massive There's success. There's not one Burke's coach that I've talked to have said, oh, this was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> not one. Right. No, no. It's, it's, one. it's been great. And, no. um, and I've said this before. The best part about it is those uh, eight teams in Section 5 are – playing teams they can beat and, and compete against. Super, and super every, just almost every program in that section will in the next 10 years, if they would stay together, yeah. would have a chance to win, to win, to win uh, you know, have a winning season and compete for a title. I sure. think that's great. And I know it's not all about wins and losses at the end of the day, but. You'd like to have a chance. It helps. Yeah. Have a You'd like to have a chance. Right. It stinks to be one and nine, two and eight, oh, and 10 year after year, yeah. after year, after year. And not, and it's, it's not, it's not happening now. Some yeah. of these teams are winning and having some success, and that's good because that helps your program and more kids come out and they get excited about the football program again. And I'm seeing that at a, at a lot of the smaller schools right now especially. All right, well, guys, I think that does it for us here. We appreciate you both joining us again this year. Anytime. It was, it was a, a lot of fun having you on to talk about Wilson, Wins, Township. Uh, very anxious for that game this Friday. And then uh, kind of rolling right through L.L. Burks as it was this season. I'm sure they probably hate that I call it L.L. Burks. I just yeah. want to make sure. That's like the first email I got when this all went down was, what are they going to call that league now? It's just the Lancaster said, Eleven it's league. league. Yeah. Well, I, Burks I is in it. it. I said, well, they're just associate members. Right, exactly. It's, you know, it's... Right. Yeah. And I don't do that to, like, thumb my nose at it. I just make sure everyone's... That knows that we're talking about everyone. Hey, the Lebanon folks still call it the Lebanon. Le- oh, league. I know. I, there are people <laughs> so, that yeah. say that all the time. Yeah. Like it's the Lancaster Lebanon. League. Well, it's oh, because yeah. the exit on the on the turnpike says Lebanon first. <laughs> says Lebanon yeah. Lancaster. Right. That always confuses me. I drive by and say, "Wait a minute, they got that wrong." Yeah, it's the other way around, right? Yeah. See, I just go alphabetical. L A comes before L E. Oh, that's yes. just they had the reasons in 1972. I don't know why, but yeah, still the Lancaster Lebanon League. Burks is in. That's cool. All right. Well, do you guys have anything to promote, or you anything you want to say before we sign off? MikeGeregoSports.com. Check it out. Yes. I'm assuming the partnership has been a a, a massive success now in the second year. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love it. You know, we've covered, this is week nine, we have covered every Every, game. We have staffed every game. Every single football game. That's crazy. Including Garden Spot at Central Mountain, which I told my (laughs) editor in August. I said, there's no way we're covering that. (laughs) And I went. I was going to say, yeah. you you bit the bullet for that one. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a good trip. And you even covered, uh, uh, what was the game? At Loyal Sock or something crazy. Well, I had a guy there, yeah. A student who goes to Susquehanna um, U. And you were at uh, Silesia, or in uh, Delaware. Dover. For Delaware, yeah. I was in Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Yo, Mannheim Central oh, pulled Central it out. Central won it at the Horn. Mannheim Magic made it. Yeah, yeah. Made it yeah. Makes an appearance again. I want to get uh, – th- we need some of our teams to get into that Wildwood shootout so I can spend a weekend down there. <laughs> I know, hey. really. Isn't that late August or early like September? That. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Well, doesn't one out, out in Pittsburgh, the Wolverine host a big, they used to, Woodland Hills yeah. used to host yeah. a big thing. And there was another one this year, I think more in Central, somewhere in Central PA that, did Steel High play Chambersburg? something? The Chambersburg has something. Is that what it was? Okay. Beach, oh, how about something? something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steel High had that crazy game yesterday, back and forth with Trinity, mm-hmm. and they beat them. Steel High won. Yeah. Steel High oh, won. Steel High. Who's Steel High play this week? There's a... Oh, West Perry. West Perry, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's a monster game. That's a big yeah. game in, in uh, District <laughs> 3, Class the 3A. Power, power ratings. Yeah, uh, right. right now, Avaya is number two. Uh, yeah. Schuylkill Valley could end up number one wow. if if West P- Perry and Wild both lose this week. I mean, it's possible. And if Schuylkill Valley wins, of course, 
That's, that's really nice. interesting. Wow. That's is this the part of the show where you could just let the camera run and we just talk? Yeah, this is yeah, 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 We this talked is about part. doing it pre-show. Now we're just doing it after show. I just never signed off. So. We have reached that part but, of the yeah. program. We should start talking <laughs> about the Phillies then. Now we have Jeff here. <laughs> uh, Justin, anything else to say? Uh, no. I like. I, I know Wilson's going to give it their best shot this week. Um, you know, and... We'll just see what happens, you know. I I would love for all the cliches of you know that's why they play the game. I, I'd love for all of those things to be to be true on on Friday night. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So enjoy. S- certainly is an uphill battle for the Bulldogs. It's a tough task at hand, uh, but we've seen them rise to the occasion in the past. And I hope all those football cliches uh, come in handy and are uh, on point. And when Justin and I are back in a week. We get to have a, a little Victory Sunday celebration as we roll into fun. the District 3-6A playoffs. Um, hopefully, we'll be celebrating at least the three of us tomorrow night as the Phillies hopefully are headed back to the oh World Series gosh. and win the NL pennant. Justin, you'll be there. Have a great time. Thanks. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So I think that's it, though. So thanks once again to Mike Drago and Jeff Reinhardt joining us on the Bulldog Hour tonight. We'll be back in one week. Uh, but... For uh, Justin Raffoff, the entire Wilson football program. Until next time, remember, go Go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.